record. Sunday, May the 30th, 2021. Good day. Bob the Inquisitive Gardener here. It is sunny, clear blue skies, and 16 degrees in Renfrew. There was a frost warning last night. The first activity after I got downstairs this morning was to go out and check the gardens. On the deck, all is well. There's not much growing there right now. Uh, begonia in one pot, and I've planted seeds, pea and bean seeds in the other two. Big change. I was going to do strawberries. I decided to go with peas and beans instead. I want the seeds, and, you know, I like the nibbles green beans off the vine, so we'll see. The long side of the driveway, everything looks well. It looks healthy and strong. The sunflowers are doing well. There's a few other little guys popping up. At this point, they're too small to, for me to be able to identify them. But they are from seeds I scattered in the garden. You can tell where they are. Going over to uh, my small garden, everything is doing well. The sunflowers are coming up. I'm still going to need to thin some of those guys out because they are uh, a little too close together. But there's lots of them, so this will be fine. I might replant some of them. We'll see how the root systems come out of the ground. The pumpkin's looking a little worse for wear, but... It survived. There's enough life on it for me to feel that it made it through the weather last night. Now, the frost warning isn't particularly unusual for this area. The temperature was 16. That's roughly an average temperature this time of the day. The last date for our frost in this general area is June the 3rd. This is May the 30th, so we've got a couple of days there. However, the weather over the last while has been usual, unusual, up, down, up, down, up, down. Sure, Canadian weather and Ontario weather can be changeable, as can any weather, but this seems even more so. As I've mentioned in the past, a few conversations that I've had with local farmers and other long-term growers is, we're about a month behind. And as I said before, what will that mean come this fall when the farmers go to market? We'll see. Pay attention to the prices. We do get gouged in the retail end of things, and that's wrong. It's best to buy when you can direct from the farmer, although for a lot of the year here, you just can't do that. There are no avenues. And of course, the pandemic has had a serious impact on uh, direct from farmer stuff, farmer markets, farmer gate sales, and, and uh, things like that. Although many of them are still working things through and they have my strong support. And I may indeed, I've had one vaccination after I've been vaccinated the second time, I may actually wander into one of them and buy some fresh produce. I particularly like to get some fresh garlic in the fall. There's a guy in this area who grows some great purple garlic. I loved it. Anyway, back to the story. So all is well in the garden. And I'm quite happy. Again, the weather isn't unusual. I said June the 3rd is the last frost date. I got that from the old farmer's almanac. I've been using this source for many, many years now. I don't take anything I read like this literally, but it does provide some interesting folklore. It does provide some interesting data on weather. It's only speculation, pretty much from what I can see these days. All weather forecasts are pretty much speculation. The climate is changing which means the weather is going to change. 
Makes sense. You know, climate, the bigger picture is changing. The localized weather is going to change with it. Good, bad, indifferent, it's going to change. Here, it seems to be getting cooler and wetter. Who knows where the summer will go, although there's a lot of heat and humidity pre projected down the road, which can help with growing, but increases your need to water and is less friendly to most of the beings in it. So you ought to take the weather day by day, paying attention in the morning when you get up, probably paying attention later in the day just to see if the overnight forecast has changed. This week, we begin to look at rights. Property rights will be one of the things we focus on. Today, I'm taking a broader look at that because we need context. The United Nations set up the Universal Declaration of Human Rights. Eleanor Roosevelt, if you don't know much about her, she's definitely worth looking into more. A fascinating being who uh, was a strong influence on her husband's president at see if my history is correct. But she was the chairperson of the group that created the UN Declaration of Human Rights. Take a minute and do a search. Read it. It's worth the read. There are some problems with it, of course. The language, the pronouns need changing and updating. Maybe some of the other rights we've looked at in it need to be changed. It might need a rewrite to bring it into the present day. That process may question to what do we really need this if we live a certain way, like say following permaculture ethics and principles, we apply them to the aspects of our life, maybe this charter wouldn't be necessary. But look around us, the violence, the hatred, the unaccepting of truth that is confronting us everywhere. One of the reasons I come back to the garden is the truth is there. Plant the soil, the seed in the right soil, in the right place for the amount of sun and water it requires and the care you need to maintain that particular plant. And its odds of thriving go considerably up. Well, the same applies to human beings and all other beings inhabiting this great earth. Give them what they need to thrive and they will thrive. Deprive them and they will suffer. Through deprivation comes discord, comes anger, comes pain. Why do you want to see others suffer? Just so you can get ahead yourself? Anyway, those are good things to think about. Another thing I think we need to give some deep consideration to is the difference between rights and wants, and wants and needs. I'm going to let you figure that out for yourself. I have no path to doing that for you. What I believe is right may be different than what you believe is right. And maybe through an intelligent dialogue, we could come to some place where we both agree. But generally, human beings and most all life needs food, air, soil, and water, which could be sources of food. Pollute those, damage those, and you're denying a whole variety of living creatures their basic rights. But when it comes to things like property, how do I grow food for myself and my family if I can't afford to buy land? Or if the people who've got vacant land lying around all over many cities won't let you use it because of insurance reasons? They may be legitimate reasons, but how do we address these issues? It's wonderful to tell people, grow your own food. Everybody has land. Both of those things are nonsense. 
lot of people are in situations where maybe they could grow a pot of petunias or some cherry to ch pot of cherry tomatoes on a windowsill on an outside deck or a balcony but maybe they're living in an apartment building where they live in the middle and the only window is facing the wrong way and there's no community garden and no interest in a community garden we have to make changes on access to land and who can do what with it it does not belong to us we simply borrow it to use for the future and our goal should be on regeneration making it better for the next generation not harvesting everything we can for ourselves until next week happy growing bob here